Hey everyone, we just wanted to let you know that while this is normally a family-friendly show, today's marquee topic talks about some adult themes. So if you have little ones who are listening, you may want to turn it off before that point. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the show. This is episode 38 of the Popcast. Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments. First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in-depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed, but should definitely check out. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another week. We had a nice week off last week. Welcome back. Welcome back. I was actually traveling for work and I got to meet up with the founder of Vernacular Podcast, one of the two, Zach. I actually met both of them, Zach and Sally. They live in Austin. That's where I was for my work trip. And it was so fun to meet them in person. I had podcasted with them before. I had spoken with them on the phone, but I never got to meet them in person. And then I took my trip and we met up. We had dinner. And you actually got to record a podcast in person with Zach, right? Yeah, Zach and I recorded a sports podcast for the other vernacular podcast on the network, which is called The Lineup. So if you're not subscribed to that, go check it out. And yeah, we recorded a little something about Bryce Harper and the baseball season coming up because Zach and I are both baseball fans. Who does Zach root for? Zach roots for the Phillies. Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, well, he was born in Philadelphia. We lost Bryce Harper. The Nationals lost Bryce Harper to the Phillies. So this is going to be good. Yeah, that was why we, that was a little prompting of the discussion we had on the podcast because I'm a fan of the Washington Nationals where Bryce Harper used to be. Now he went to the Philadelphia Phillies and Zach is a fan of them. So anyway, it was great to meet up with them. If you don't already subscribe to their podcast, Vernacular, Go ahead and do that wherever you get your podcast. And then the sports podcast on the network called The Lineup, hosted by Zach and Peter LeCleed. Go ahead and subscribe to that one as well. Maureen, a little bit of follow-up from our last episode. We talked about late-night hosts and how they were all men. And we talked about this in relation to the trailer for the film Late Night, starring Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Yeah. I said that there was only one female late-night host. I was wrong. There's actually two currently. Busy Phillips... Best friend of Michelle Williams. She was in Dawson's Creek. I know who Busy Phillips is. Come on. Yeah, she has a late night show. It's on E, the E Network. And then just announced, there is actually going to be a new late night show that is going to star Lily Singh, who is a YouTube star. This will be on NBC. She's going to take the Carson Daly slot, which is the 1.35 a.m. slot. It's going to be called A Little Late with Lily Singh. And she's actually Indian-Canadian, so she's not only a woman, but a woman of color as well, which is very cool. Good for her. Way to go, Lily. Now, I can't say that I will stay up and watch it. It's so late at night. You should just DVR it. Yeah, we'll we'll probably DVR a little bit, but it's going to come out this fall on NBC. Maureen, let's jump into the snack bag. There were so many news stories. It seems like sometimes there are no good news stories to talk about, and sometimes it seems like there are a ton. There were a bunch that happened in the last two weeks since we recorded our last podcast, A couple of them I want to save for our marquee topic because I've sort of used those stories to develop our marquee topic for this week. But let's talk about some fun things first. Two trailers dropped in the last two weeks, one of which just came out earlier this week. So let's talk about that one first. The Toy Story 4 movie trailer dropped. 
Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Ah. <gasps> He's a spork. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. <gasps> Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Alive. You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh! What did you think of the trailer? And are you happy that there's another Toy Story? I'm not gonna lie. I only needed Toy Story 1. I wow. think I think that the 2 and 3 and I'm sure 4 will be fine, but I just... Toy Story 1 was perfect. And I, I think the other one's kind of paled in comparison. It was the OG Pixar movie. Yeah. I am not sure that this is going to be amazing, the new one. But that being said, unlike most people, I didn't love, love the third one, which everybody said was the perfect ending to the trilogy. So I'm not mad that there's a fourth one. And of course, they know that they're going to make a lot of money. But, like, how many will there be? This kind of, to me, opens the door for, like, Toy Story 17, unnecessary. Like, I just... There could be a million, but I think they'll they'll go as long as they can get Tom Hanks and Tim Allen to voice the main characters. They're great in these roles, and I think that a new movie opens the door for some new talent to come in. So Tony Hale, who was on Arrested Development and is currently on Veep, he's voicing the new main character called Forky. So I think he'll be really funny in that role. And then there's going to be a cameo from Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. I think it will be fun. I'm certainly going to see it, but I don't know if there needs to be a fourth Toy Story. So here's what I was thinking as you were talking. I think for this one, we might want to do follow-up interviews with some younger people. Like I was thinking we could ask our godsons who are two and a half almost three and five and a five half. and a half so maybe we should ask them like what I, they I feel think. like it would never be too old like there would never be too many for them so yeah i'm interested to see like what a kid thinks well i think that we can certainly agree that it will be quality content pixar doesn't put out bad films okay the other trailer that came out we, we'd seen a teaser for this before but the full-length trailer for aladdin came out i it have looks to say amazing yeah i have to say the teaser that they showed I think it was after or during the Super Bowl, whenever that was that they dropped that teaser, I wasn't impressed. Like the the shot of the genie they put in that original teaser trailer looked like they threw it together with, you know, the most basic computer graphics. The the new trailer looks really good. stumbled upon an opportunity. I can make you rich. Rich enough to impress a princess. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. Oh, great one. 
one who summons me. I stand by my oath. Loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. Watch out! Uh. You done wound me up. You ain't never had a friend like me. I'm excited for it now, and I wasn't excited before. Did you have the same reaction? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm still like, I don't need to see this in theaters. I really want to see it. Oh, really? I See, I would I would want to see this in theaters. Seems like a big movie that you'd want to see on a big screen. I think it'd be fine on a little screen. The, the, here's the, the problem that I have with it is I know the story and I know the music so well. So I really want to see it, but part of me feels like it's never going to be the cartoon. Well, it won't be. I know. So there's that. Here's what I also want to say is that I need to do some research because I want to know if Aladdin and Jasmine are singing their own songs, if the actor and actress playing them are actually singing it or if they're going to be dubbed. Because that, to me, always makes a big difference. I'm still kind of sad that, not sad that Rami Malek won Best Actor, but he didn't sing his own stuff. And to me, it's always hard. And I feel like the person who dubbed the voice needs to be acknowledged if you're going to do that. It did sound like Will Smith is going to do his own singing slash rapping, whatever he was doing. He was he looked good in this in this trailer. I think he's going to make a good genie and I think he will do an admirable job and I think what he'll do is he won't try to copy what Robin Williams did, which I think is going to be important. Yeah. So that movie comes out this summer and I'm more excited now. I'm more excited. Okay, last snack bag topic. In other movie news, we talked a little bit about the film version of West Side Story that is going to come out next year directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Ansel Elgort, and now starring a couple new people. They've had a couple new cast announcements recently. So we have Corey Stoll, who was in the first season of House of Cards. He was in the recent film First Man. He was also in the first Ant-Man film as the villain. He is going to play a character called Lieutenant Shrank. Then Brian Darcy James, who's a Broadway actor, and was also in Spotlight, Maureen and I like to do the... Uh, no, Josh likes to do the accent. I don't like to do the accent. He's he was in the, He was in Spotlight, and he that will play... That doesn't sound like it at all. Okay, well, I'm not a great Boston accent guy. He will play Officer Krupke. I am not intimately familiar with West Side Story. Who is These Lieutenant... These are not big parts. Who's I'm just Lieutenant Shrank? I, I can't really remember Lieutenant Shrank. He's the smaller of the two. Officer Krupke is like... There's a whole like song about him, Officer Krupke, and the boys but, but are like dancing around. I mean, he's in it. But he's They're not... both cops, right? Let's, like, let's just put it this way. They're both like, you naughty rascals, like don't kill each other. Like you, we got to keep the streets clean. Like we got to stop this. I feel like in my mind, Officer Krupke was like a kind of bumbling and fat. And I don't know if Brian Darcy James fits that profile for me. But again, these were two much smaller parts in my recollection of it so i kind of like write them off like they're well, not brian Tony darcy james was in the broadway version of shrek so he can play fat if he needs to play fat but he's like a commanding leading man yeah he's really good i saw and him in a musical called next to normal and he was so good like, in that i can't even remember if officer krupke sings well you know you're not going to turn down a role in a steven spielberg film no, in no. in you know a remake of one of the most famous musicals of all time there was also i think since the last time we talked about this 
they cast the person playing Maria. Oh my gosh, I went down an entire rabbit hole okay, of her tell YouTube us, today. Tell us what you think of her. So her name is Rachel Zegler, and she is a high school student she's 17. in New Jersey. And she has this amazing YouTube channel where she's just like this sweet, sweet theater kid who like records herself singing things. Except she's really good. Like her voice is really good. She is good. She did play Maria mm-hmm. in high school. There's a horrible, horrible YouTube video <laughs> of, of that. I mean, think about that though. Can you imagine going, you, you play this your is, favorite role she's her dreams are literally coming true before can you imagine if if you were in high school you played no and they were like we want to do a movie version of my fair lady yeah and, like, and we're you were casting eliza Leo doolittle and, you, and i'd be like oh my gosh oh my You're gosh like, it's perfect because i just played this role in high school and i'm ready and at that point like when you're in high school and you're in high school theater and you're playing those roles like you think you're on Broadway. Yeah, you think Except you're amazing. Except the difference is she actually kind of is. <laughs> She's really good. She's going to be bigger. This is going to be bigger than Broadway. Bigger. This is going to be huge. So yeah, she is good. She did Check a- out her YouTube channel. It's she, she sounds really good. And I just like that she's like recording herself on her iPhone in her bathroom. So it's like super low quality. But you can hear the pureness of her voice. So I think she's going to be a great, a great choice. The other thing I want to say about her, I mean this as a compliment, but she is ordinary looking like she looks like a real person in a really good way like she does not look like a girl who wears too much makeup or has you know fixing her hair a certain way like she looks like a real teenage girl who like isn't perfect but is still beautiful and i just like that i i don't know if, if that makes sense do you've seen her do yeah. you know do you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. sure it's just i feel like really authentic and cool that they picked someone who wasn't glammed up. Wasn't glammed up and isn't a supermodel, but is like a real kid who has a lot of talent. Okay, that'll do it for the snack bag this week. Before we get into our marquee topic, let's hear a quick word from one of our sponsors. Sponsor! Do you ever listen to an episode of the podcast and think, man, I'd love to give podcasting a try? Or maybe you think to yourself, that Josh, he's a hack. I could do my own show about pop culture. I'd want to keep Maureen, though. She's great. Well, I've got good news for you. Anchor, the very platform we use for the podcast, is the easiest way to make a podcast. Their platform is super simple to use and gives you everything you need to make your show in one place, either on your phone or on your computer. And the best part? It's completely free to use. They have the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast And they'll take care of distribution so you can make your voice heard everywhere from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Google Podcasts and more. You can also make money from your podcast and get this, there is no minimum listenership required to start making money. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, back to the show. Marky topic this week, I was brainstorming things we could talk about and there were a bunch of news articles that came out in the past couple of weeks that led me to this topic, which is something we touched on briefly in a previous podcast. I can't remember what we were talking about, but it is, can you separate the art from the artist? And really, should you? So there have been a number of high-profile pieces recently detailing alleged very bad things from very famous people. These include documentaries on Michael Jackson, which was an HBO documentary, and then documentary on R. Kelly, which was a lifetime six-part documentary series. And then there's news out there about people getting fired from their jobs for past tweets they've sent out, and then they refuse to apologize. We talked a little bit about that with Kevin Hart. And then there's stories about people getting rehired for jobs after past tweets got them previously fired because they did apologize, and that includes James Gunn. That was one of the stories that came out in the last week. He will now direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 
after he was previously fired from, from the film for some of his old tweets. And it seems like there are some cases that are very black and white with, with these people that we're talking about. You know, you have people like Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K. who've done very bad things and have admitted to doing bad things. And it's pretty clear that, yes, it's, it's hard to watch their art and, and appreciate it for what it was because you're very clear on what they did. But it also seems like there's a lot of gray area. So there are other situations like people saying stupid things, like when Viggo Mortensen said the N-word when he was on a panel for Green Book. We talked a little bit about that. There's also situations where people like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Sarah Silverman wore blackface during comedy bits in the like the last 20 years, so it's not even that old. This idea was also partially prompted because of the college admission scandal that came out, where some very prominent pop culture figures, including Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, who was Aunt Becky on Full House in the early 90s, they were involved in this scandal where they basically cheated their children into colleges by paying exorbitant amounts of money. Maureen, what are your overall thoughts on like the nature of information that we have access to that gives a clearer picture of who celebrities might actually be? Is it a good thing that we know all of this stuff. Whether or not it's a good thing, celebrities know what they're signing up for in today's day and age. They know that this is available. And when they choose to be on social media, they're choosing to put out things that are public. So that is a choice. So the social media stuff is a choice. So I don't think there's any, I mean, like, celebrities don't have to have social media. Like, they don't have to share publicly. Well, beyond beyond what they choose to put out, I, I'm, I'm almost meaning, like, we have such a wealth of information at our fingertips that people... 30 years ago didn't have. You know, we can go on the internet and and research and find information about people that would have been very difficult to find otherwise, you know, unless it was printed in a major newspaper or magazine. Here's what I think. And I've been thinking about this all day because Josh came up with this outline and, you know, I was thinking about it and I told him, I was like, this is going to be something that's really hard to talk about and hard to kind of qualify and, you know, it's a very sensitive topic. But as you were explaining the intro now, honey, I just... It just kind of crystallized in my mind that there are two kinds of wrongs. One is something that's illegal. It's breaking a law. It's molesting a child. It's, you know, sexually harassing someone or abusing someone. It's cheating your kid into college. It's bribery. It's These are things that are, anyone, famous or not, if they did that behavior, they broke a law and they should be arrested. And I think that celebrities cannot and should not be held to a different standard in that case. You know, the whole Me Too movement, it shouldn't just be people getting fired. It's, if you molest someone or if you abuse someone in any way, if you are found guilty, you know, everyone gets a trial. If you are found guilty and convicted, there are consequences, whether that's jail or whatever, whatever the jury sentences you to. But like that, to me, I think sometimes celebrities get off a little bit easier there. And I don't think that that should be the case. So you're talking about if in... Like you mentioned Michael Jackson. Right. And there, I don't know that he was ever convicted. But the, he there wasn't. Was alleged... There were, and there were trials where he yeah. did not get convicted. But you're talking about in, in actual court and when people break the law, we should consider that differently than, for example people tried in the court of public opinion. Yes, 100%. So I think there's the extreme cases of you did something bad, you broke the law of our society, and you get a trial, and if you're convicted, you face the consequences. And that should be the same for anyone, whether they're famous or not. Then I think you have the, okay, well, there's someone who's in the public light, the limelight, they're a celebrity, and they say something stupid on Twitter. 
should they be, you know, held to a different standard? Should they potentially lose their job because of that? And you know what? I think that it's something that you have to take on a case-by-case basis. And I think it also depends on how the celebrity reacts to it. So if they said something stupid on Twitter and then, you know, years, weeks, whatever later, they realize that, the public calls them out for it, or they realize it on their own, we're all human. Everyone does stupid things and makes mistakes, but you need to apologize for them and you need to acknowledge it and you need to say. I think James Gunn did say, right? Like he did apologize and he said like, I was wrong. I said something bad or stupid or whatever. Sarah Silverman, too, I was reading in the case of blackface, she said, you know, she very publicly said that her actions were incredibly stupid, or I'm paraphrasing, but she was very open about that was a mistake that I made. It was offensive and I shouldn't have done it. And I think that it's embarrassing, but everyone has something in their life that they made a mistake about or they were embarrassed by. And certainly some are more severe than others, but all you can do You can't take it back. All you can do is acknowledge it, say why you were wrong, apologize, and never do it again. Okay, so what do we do in cases... Let's set aside the people who've been convicted or or it's very clear that they have committed what would be a crime. What about when we don't know for sure or they've never been convicted by a jury in a court? What do we do with those situations? Like, is it possible to enjoy their art when you know or you think you know that they've done something wrong. Let's take Woody Allen, for example. He's been, you know, under a microscope in the in the court of public opinion for a long time now because of things he allegedly did earlier in his life. You know, can we enjoy a Woody Allen film or should we just say, like, we can't enjoy it because we know there are things he might have done? I, I don't know where, like, yeah, so I don't, I don't, don't know where think, to draw the line with some of these things. I think enjoying a Woody Allen film is endorsing his behavior or saying that it's right. Right, but he... So here's the, here's the problem. And I think you, you're right, but I think here's the problem with that. By supporting a film he makes, yeah. he, he gets money, he gets paid, and he's able to continue to have his voice out there. And if that voice is not something that we should be spreading, is that a problem? I think that people probably need to make those choices for themselves. If something really bothers you that a celebrity has done, then yeah, I think it's perfectly justifiable to say, that's not something I'm going to support anymore. It's very similar. I mean, not very similar, but like if you had, you know, a friend in your life who wronged you or did something really bad and you were like, okay, I don't, I don't want that person in my life anymore. Like I don't condone that behavior. And that would be a choice that you could make. It's tricky because we don't know celebrities and like you feel like you know who they are because their lives are so public. I think that if a celebrity does something wrong, they have the, oppor- they are public. They have the opportunity to publicly deny it or accept it and apologize for it. I think what strikes me as weird is that we give passes to certain people and we don't give passes to other people. And I don't I don't think that either is entirely right or entirely wrong, but you think about someone like Chris Brown, people knew that he beat Rihanna. It's very clear, but people continue to listen to his music and support him. Now that is an illegal act that he committed, yet people continue to listen to his music. Then you have a situation like Michael Jackson, where it's alleged that he did extremely inappropriate and illegal things with minors. Nothing was ever, you know, he's never been convicted. Can you still enjoy his music? And, you know, like we give up, it seems like we give a pass to these people. And then there's people. But is enjoying their music giving them a pass? Well, so no, like it's not giving them a pass. already been created. I get what you're saying. It's like, how can you listen to something and enjoy it when you know that the person behind it is potentially a monster? I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know how you can do that. Yeah. So I was going to say was bad, but 
yeah, okay, is potentially a monster. I guess this goes back to your central question of can you separate the art from the artist? Once the art is created, it's out of them. It's separate from them. The money aside, because that's a whole nother complication. So you're saying when you listen to their music, they're still getting the royalties. You're supporting them. So like you're basically giving money to someone who you think did not behave well. That is a little trickier than simply just enjoying the art. For okay, the so sake. is there? So let's you put money aside. Is there a moral discussion to be had for? Is it appropriate to enjoy art by people who have done things that are bad? What just popped into my mind because we watched National Treasure was like Benjamin Franklin or you know Thomas Edison. If somebody invented something and was also a bad person in one way or another, or did something bad, would you not use their invention? No, you're right. You're, it's a good point, and and I think that. Other people we give a pass to are like all of the founding fathers of our country who all had slaves and did admittedly very bad things, yet we put them in monuments, we have them on our money, you know, we look at them with... I think with... that's something that a lot of people would disagree with. No, I think that most people have a have a reverence, right or wrong, for the founding fathers of the country. I mean, like, we have monuments in our city to these people and everybody goes to visit them and no one no one like blinks an eye that they go to the Jefferson Memorial and then he had slaves. I get what you're saying and I think probably the majority of the country just yeah, they're the founding fathers and whatever and we can acknowledge that they were slave owners and that was bad. But I would bet that there's a lot of people who think twice about that. No, you're right. You're you're definitely right about that. I think that not everybody just gives them an entirely free pass and they're just saints it's like, to them. Can you acknowledge this person did great things for the foundation of our country while also being incredibly flawed and treating a large group of people very badly? Well, I think that what this comes down to and and through our discussion during the podcast has made me think a little bit about this, but I think it comes down to the fact that humans are just flawed creatures. Like everybody is going to do right and everybody's going to do wrong okay, throughout their life. There's like a very vast difference no, no, between... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking very generally right yeah. now. What I mean by that is that it would be hard to find anything. I may have even said this on the podcast where we talked about this before. It would be, it would be hard to find anything that you could consume or enjoy, whether it's an invention or food or a piece of art, where the person on the other end of it, they're, they're not entirely blameless of everything they've done in their life. Now, there are varying degrees like you said, but probably what it comes down to is having to examine internally for yourself, like you said earlier, is this something I'm willing to consume? And I'm aware that, you know, there are consequences potentially, like I'm supporting this person financially or whatever the case may be. I think it's hard for me to listen or watch something the same way when I'm aware of things that they may or may not have done. I think I probably separate the artist a little more. Like looking at the Michael Jackson example, like I think he was probably like a really... I was going to say bad person, but probably sick person. But when I hear his songs, I don't think about that. I just think about, oh, I danced to this song at Senior Formal or, oh, this was, you know, like I think I associate the songs more with like moments in my life rather than with the artist. I think what I start to think about are the people who are affected by the perpetrator in whatever case it might be. So in Michael Jackson's case, the people he may have abused or in the case of you know, someone like Mel Gibson, who was verbally abusive to people that he talked to, and he talked in, in really negative ways. Like, I start to think about that stuff when I'm consuming their art. I don't know why Michael Jackson's music is untouchable, given the accusations. Maybe it was because he was never convicted. But Bill Cosby was certainly convicted. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a good example. Molesting because... many women. And 
his shows don't run on TV anymore. Like those reruns really do not. No, they don't run anywhere. And he's a good example because he was actually convicted and he's in prison now. But the shows were taken off the air before any of that ever happened. So a lot of women came forward. Nothing was ever proven in court at that point. And yet people still almost immediately came forward and said, we're taking those shows off the air. We're not going to give him any more light of day. So I don't know. But it, he's it, one where like I couldn't watch him and not think about that. But why, why is I it different? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I was thinking about that. Like maybe it's because I'm seeing him on TV rather than just hearing Michael Jackson's voice. And maybe the other thing too is the kind of art that they were producing. So Bill Cosby's most famous show was a show where he was a family man. And then you think about someone like... Like his brand was like yeah, the dad wholesome. next door. Yeah, and you think about someone like the guy who was... I'm blanking on his name right now. The guy who is the lead in Seventh Heaven, who is... Eric who did, Camden is his character. Yeah, name, yeah. But, yeah. So he had done some really illegal bad things as well. But I think maybe we associate those more negatively because... It we think like of them as wholesome. Of their character. Right. Yeah. You think about someone like Kevin Spacey. Everybody it was like, I love Kevin Spacey as an actor. He's so good. And, you know, like he he's played these iconic roles, but then you find out that he's actually done some really terrible, evil things, and it makes you think differently. I don't know the answer, and I don't know if we're gonna come to an answer here, but I just think it's something that is worth exploring for every person who's out there listening when you consume a piece of art. It's worthwhile thinking about who is the artist behind it and determining for yourself whether or not something they've done in their past is enough to get you to either stop watching it or consuming it or to soldier on and and continue consuming it. And I would say, and certainly these last couple we've been talking about are the extreme cases where several laws were broken and and that's much more, like I said, in my mind, that's much more black and white. But I think even with some of the you know, saying something stupid on social media, I would think about not only what happened, but how the artist deals with it moving forward. Think about what the artist has done in their past, but also think about how the artist handles their life in the present and, you know, moving forward. If you have any thoughts on this, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us and we'd be happy to share some of your feedback as well on the show. Should we move on to teasers? Yeah, this was such a Debbie Downer of an episode. It's a a really important one and a very interesting conversation, but I feel like I have more questions than answers. Let me kick off teasers this week with mine. It is a TV show called Catastrophe. It's an Amazon show created, written by, and starring Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. It's about two people who end up together after a one-night stand leads to an unexpected pregnancy. But it's really a show about marriage and family and the work it takes to have a successful and loving marriage. It's funny and moving, and I think it's definitely worth watching. It's only 24 episodes over four seasons. The last and final season just came out this past Friday. I binged through it pretty quickly. I will say, just as a little disclaimer, it's a little bit raunchy and it's a little bit vulgar, so if that is a turnoff for you, I would skip this one. But otherwise, I definitely recommend the show. Maureen, what is your teaser? My teaser is Queer Eye Season 3 on Netflix. I have talked about this show before, but I love it. It's basically five guys who all happen to be gay, and they go into rural communities. They're in Kansas City this season, I think. And they help to transform people's lives who are nominated by a friend or a loved one. And I cry at every episode. And it's just a beautiful example of of them helping each person 
believe in themselves for who they are. It's really good. You should watch it. Okay, that's our show for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Let us know if you have topics that you want us to cover or if you saw something really great on TV or in theaters that you think we should watch. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash popcast. We would love to hear from you and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing the podcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. See you later. Bye-bye now. Is this a movie you're going to see with me in theaters? Yes. You would see this in theaters with me? Yes. Okay. We're holding it to her, everybody. There's so many better songs than that. That's that's what we were talking about. I know, I know.